I'm Mark Adams and this is Mark's Mess 50 for 50. Each week I will look at a year in my life, looking at the major events and geek influences, ending up looking at the year 2021 on my 50th birthday. This week, 2004. 2004 was the year that Mark Zuckerberg launched Facebook. What once was a social media hangout for cool teenagers is now where the parents go. It is also the year that the Nintendo DS replaced the Game Boy, London's iconic tower the Gherkin opened, and scientists showed that they did not learn from comics because they launched a spacecraft to monitor gamma ray bursts on the swift mission. They finally did it. Those maniacs. Life with a baby took its toll on our sleeping pattern. Charlotte was not a night sleeper, and many nights I was up with her trying to rock her to sleep. Julie was feeding her, so if they were up for a feed in the middle of the night, I read to them from the local newspaper and found stories of interest, and also from the books of James Harriet with tales of Tricky Roo's floppy bot. As Julie spent the time putting food in, I tried to be there to change the nappies, which didn't smell that bad because of breast milk. Who knew? I find myself worrying about being able to connect with my baby, as not being able to feed her for the first few months left me feeling that I wasn't. One day I was changing her nappy and I kissed her on the belly, and she laughed. I still remember how it felt that I finally was making a connection and kept on doing it while she giggled away. A lot of late nights was spent watching a lot of bad TV that was taped during the day. Afwida's M. Pet made a final series of those lovable builders causing chaos in Havana and the final two-parter set in the Far East. ITV started The X Factor, which was unfortunately not about the 80s comic book team, but it passed the time. Live at the Apollo gave us some welcome stand-up, and Big TV News was a new series of Doctor Who would be launched the following year. My mum's hairdresser phoned to tell me that my mum didn't seem quite right, that something was off. I went down to her and we spent the day in hospital, where they determined that she had a series of mini-strokes and that it was affecting her. While my two brothers did not live in Northern Ireland, at no point did I feel alone in looking out for my mum. As soon as I let them know, wheels turned and my mum was looked after. In my comic collecting, I was still buying JLA trades, but Marvel had me on a winner. They produced smaller trades under a digest name. I bought these as soon as they came out, with huge runs of Claremont's X-Men series from the 70s and 80s now fitting on my shelf, as well as Tom DeFalco and Ron Frenz's Spider-Girl. This MC2 series followed the daughter of Peter and MJ, as she discovered she had spider powers and used them like her hero, her dad. A compelling view of a new hero and parents who knew the dangers. And if last year was good for comic book movies, this year was better. The best of the rainy Spider-Man films, the second one, came out with Doc Ock and Peter losing his powers. Blade Trinity made a nice ending to the Half Vampire trilogy, and I also enjoyed The Punisher, starring Thomas Jane, probably because I was never interested in the character in the comics, so I could enjoy these films a bit better. Another unknown character to me, Hellboy, made his big screen debut. 
and I was pleasantly surprised at the humour and the action sequences. While I stayed clear of Catwoman at the recommendation of friends, I did fall in love with The Incredibles. Best superhero movie ever. While Thunderbirds, a live-action version of the 60s puppet show, received mixed reviews, I loved it, even if it was just to see Thunderbird 2 in action. Best Thunderbird ever. National Treasure was a fun adventure with a mix of Indiana Jones, a heist movie and an American history class, and Nicolas Cage being a lot of fun to watch. And Dodgeball, a true underdog story, was a lot of fun, even if Ben Stiller was a bit over the top. Charlotte reached her first birthday and Julie and I probably too tired to enjoy the party. Thank goodness for grandparents. That Christmas it was our turn to go to my mum's but a few days before Christmas she needed to be brought into hospital and then into a recuperation unit. Julie's parents took us on Christmas day and while Julie and Charlotte stayed the night at my in-laws I started to make the way across Northern Ireland to see my mum on Christmas Day. It had been snowing, but fortunately the main roads were clear. I visited my mum, who was in really good spirits, and went to her house for the night. The next morning I visited her again and made my way back to my in-laws. It was while I was driving back I first heard the news of the Boxing Day tsunami in the Indian Ocean. By the time I made it to Julie's parents' place, News pictures showed the devastation that the large wave had made as it travelled inland, with over 200,000 people dead and waves with an average height of 10 metres as they hit the packed shores. If you would like to contact me, you can by email on mymarksmess at gmail.com, on Twitter at marksmesspodcast without the T, and on Facebook at Mark's Mess Podcasts. And thanks to Josh Woodward of joshwoodward.com for the title music. And next time, 2005!